Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and how I was going to tell you a time-traveling joke, but you didn't like it. My name is Michael Basinger. With me are Brad Polly, <laughs> Matt Polly. Hi. Together, we are the Inglorious Pastors. Uh, announcements, Ed Paul Fry still hasn't told us his address, so we can send him a book. So, you know, Ed, if you care about him, say, hey, buddy. Edward. Uh, you won. So, don't act so excited about it. <laughs> um, also, we are going to do a um, Pastor's Distractathon. I think that's what we named. Yeah, uh, the Pastor's Distractathon 2020. Yeah, on, uh, on election night. So, um, I'm not sure what all that's going to look like. Uh, if you'd like to send us uh, a voicemail, 484 There was literally an Pastard. idea that we had, I don't know, two hours ago. Yeah, we've already so. got a guest uh, <laughs> who's going to show up. Um, it's going to be on Facebook Live. We are going to go back to the Facebook Live format. Yeah. We'll be taking questions uh, via voicemail. Um, we might even we're, be able to... We're basically trying to encourage you to not sit and worry and watch the election all yeah, fucking Yeah, it's going to be no election it's questions. It's going to be literally a distraction. You're if not going to know on November 3rd who won, so get over political it. Political questions will not be answered. It's yeah, we're not doing political questions. We'll answer serious stuff, non-political. We'll answer goofy stuff. Just It's literally just to be a distraction because... Nobody needs to just fucking sit at home and watch that shit for hours yeah, and hours. Yeah, instead, watch us for yeah, hours and hours. Exactly. And get anxiety from us. So Pastor's watch, Distractathon, watch this shit for Distractathon hours and hours. 2020. Just uh, a different brand of shit. Yeah. Yeah, it will be on uh, Facebook. It may be on YouTube. I'm not sure. We're, we're sorting that all out. out. If you've got any questions that are non-political, 484 Pastored, um, we might be taking callers on the show. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. How, it, see how it's, it's, yeah, so. we're just going to shoot from the hip. So, I mean, so. we're going to plan the shit out of it because I am Wait, terrified of, I'm going to plan the shit out of this because <laughs> I'm terrified of technical difficulties the night of. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. Hey, 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 I didn't either. So Came home from work today and he was sitting on my couch playing sw- the Switch. Nice. <laughs> Sounds about right. I'm the way he was sitting was like, I don't know how he does it. It looked like, you remember when Chris Catan did the monkey thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. When he would just Oh, he sit. sits with his, yeah, he sits with his I don't know how he does it. Yes, yeah, I don't I know. know how he does it. That's how he does homework. That's how he was sitting on my couch. I was like, how in the world? I've seen him sit on the, the table in the middle of our living room <laughs> like that doing homework. You would hear my hips just crunch. Mm-hmm. It would just crumble in dust. Yes. Just a m- massive pelvic dust cloud. What's everybody drinking? Yeah, I'm drinking Matt's beer. Um, <laughs> it's called Chai Versified. Chai Versified? Yeah. yeah. Uh, from That's Taxman Brewing beer. Company. That's it better, it's better poured out, by the way. It's really well, good. My wife, Hi, now Beth. you tell me. <laughs> nice boots. I, think, I thought that was going somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, no. one letter would have changed that <laughs> a lot. Mm-hmm. Um I'm having a couple things. I'm having from Avery Brewing Company, Mephistopheles Stout. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's great. It's, it's been sitting in there for a while. Yeah, but it's really yeah. good still. Um, those are That's one of those beers, like an Imperial Stout is made to be like, you can let it sit for like a couple years even. Yeah. So it's it's really well, nice. Actually, as, it, as it warms up, it's going to get better yeah. too. That's how yep. Imperials usually are. Uh, and I'm having, it's also 14%, so... Mm. Uh, Stay tuned. Yeah. Uh, because I'm also having a fairly healthy pour of my uh, 
uh, Cotswolds whiskey. Oh, yeah. It's good shit, man. From yeah. England. You like the taste of a good Cotswold? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. That's real original, Michael. You lick my Cotswold, Michael. <laughs> and I'm having, uh, <laughs> from uh, South Carolina, from Charleston, from Fatty's Beer Works, um, the, it's called Black is Beautiful, an imperial, a 10% imperial stout. And it's brewed to support justice and equality for people of color. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. So it says it's hosted by Weathered Souls Brewing Company in San Antonio, Texas. Okay, but so... But it's produced and canned by Fatty's Beer Works in Charleston, South Carolina. So there's... Did you know that the Black is Beautiful thing, like, tons of breweries around the country are doing that? Are like, okay. But there, it's like, I think, I think all of the proceeds go to the same place. Like, a bunch of breweries have gotten together... And they're making basically a... So is the South Carolina... Uh, or is the Texas one like maybe the headquarters of it? I don't know. It says but, it's hosted by yeah. Weathered Souls Brewing Company. That's probably so, yeah, who so originated with. Yeah, so there's a bunch of different breweries making it. Yeah. So, yeah. It's good. It's it's a it's a good solid imperial style. It's so. funny because I was like, oh man, I don't want a 10% and I'm drinking... Stop <laughs> Lisa's is 14. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, my internet went out on the... Check out the big brain on hmm. Brad. That's weird. <laughs> Mine went out, too. Hey, Matt, your internet sucks. Why did my internet yeah, go out? Yeah, it's going to be really great on election night. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> Why did my internet go out? I, I'm i reattached to it, so it's I fine I am, now. too, but yeah, mine went off, too. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Cool. Right. Well, thanks, Ari. Anybody got any uh, WTFs going on? I mean, I'd probably could think of something. I mean, if you if you have something, just mention it and we'll do it. I don't feel like playing it unless we actually have something going on. How about on. the fact that our president owes $421 yeah, right, million? Dollars. So, Brad, what the, what the fuck is going on? Our president owes $421 million of personal debt. Personal debt. Yeah. Four hundred twenty-one million dollars. That's mostly, what nobody mostly, knows, but mostly Deutsche, uh, Deutsche Bank in Germany. Yeah, yeah. And I guarantee some it's of that. He, I guarantee he owes money to the Russians. Why did he? Why did? Which he, is exactly why he's. Completely who would give that man money? Bent over for him. Well, it's, I mean, that's this is the way rich people live. This yeah. is the way billionaires live, and I, like liberals need to quit focusing on his taxes. I don't. I mean, I care about the fact that he pays like basically no fucking taxes, but. Like that's every billionaire. Like yeah. that, just the whole system needs to change. All he did was exploit the stupid loopholes that shouldn't be there in the first place. Yeah, that are there to benefit so, people. Like once him. again, not great. But what we need to be focusing on the fact is our our he's compromised. The president is as compromised, compromised. as you can possibly be. He oh goes, wait 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 wait. Um, did we die? Oh no, we're not. Okay, go. Uh, I noticed this was unplugged, and it's my power cord, not the not the mic oh, cord. Oh, thank God. So. All Our right. president owes four hundred and twenty-one million dollars to foreign banks. That is as big of a national security concern as you can possibly get. And that's why five hundred national security guys and generals came out Jesus. in favor of Biden. Like half a bill. This guy. This guy is like a massive threat to Somebody this country. Somebody playing this? Yes. What is what, that? What is that? Oh, it's an ad on my. App. <laughs> oh, can they hear that? The Things world? are exploding. No, they couldn't hear it. It's um, fine. Yeah, I mean, it's just. I mean, it's how bad. long before he starts selling Intel stuff yeah, it's for bad. money? Like, yeah, if he hasn't already. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because yeah, those debts are coming due next, next year, three or four years. Yeah, yeah. sometime in the next. Three I mean, or no four wonder years. he wants to stay president. Yeah. Keeps him out of prison or alive. Well, alive or I mean, <laughs> but I mean, he's I mean, tax fraud, tax evasion. You guess oh, what? I guarantee, if he owes, I guarantee, if he owes money to Russians, it's not to good people. So, 
there's a very real possibility that he... Now, the people state bank of Russia is not lending him money. <laughs> no. No, it's definitely to some sort of oligarch or something that... Yeah. Yeah. Or to the Russian mob or something. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's just bad. It, it, we're just we're, we're not we're not in, we're not in good shape. We're not not, in, you're watching not doing the, well. You're watching the end of the American Empire. Yeah, we're not watching. we're not doing well. So yeah, it's all all going down in flames, guys. We're all just popping. I'm just popping Lexapro and know, trying man. to get through the day. God Here, damn. Here's the thing with like too. We always thought, oh, we'll go to Canada. Canada doesn't fucking want us. Neither does Mexico. Nobody wants Cause us because we have freaking coronavirus out the yeah, yin yang. Nobody wants us. Not to mention, it takes money to move. Yeah. Like, I would, if I had the money, I would have moved to Canada or somewhere else long ago. Yeah. yeah. It's not so. cheap. Yeah. It's like looking into it. It's like all out of loonies and tunes. The reality is, unless you have like a job, you can't just go to the country anyway. So, like, you got to find employment. Yeah. Who the fuck in Canada is going to hire me? Like, yeah. you know? So, not, not, uh, not an idea. Anyone need situation. a pool boy? Do a. Uh, That'll be your pool boy. You coffee repair in Moose Fuck Canada or wherever. Yeah, right. Moose Fuck Saskatchewan. Would you would you be a pool boy shirtless for someone? Nobody wants that. What would what what's your what's your price? I mean, I'd do it for I I don't know. Any money. Really. If it gets me out of the country, I Okay. All right. I'll be some fall will pool bitch. And glory our pastor's <laughs> podcast on Twitter, hit us up. Um, what are we doing? Do no poetry. Um Brightside? All right, let's go to Brightside. Always look on the bright side of life. Can I just say, Always I didn't know what this was from, the and then someone sent me the gif of it? Yeah. This is fucking Jesus on the cross. No, it's not. It's from Life of Brian by Monty Python. Yeah. It's that's, Brian on the cross. All right. With a bunch of... Actually, that's not Brian. That's Eric Idle. Yeah. Have yeah. you ever seen that movie? I don't think so. Oh, my God. It, would make, it makes no sense if you haven't seen the movie. Well, I just thought it was a dude on a cross. Yeah. I assumed it yeah. was Jesus. Yeah. It's, no. the, it's the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, okay. basically, the, the gist of it, there's a guy named Brian that everybody mistakes for the Messiah. He was born in the stable next and to he Jesus. Got he was too? born in the stable next to Jesus. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's a great movie, man. Was this oh, like a... just fuck off. <laughs> How should we fuck off, oh, Lord? <laughs> Did he say blessed are the cheesemakers? He's not to be taken literally. He's talking about the maker of all dairy products. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Oh, blessing on the meek. Oh, I'm glad they're getting something. They've had a <laughs> terrible time. I wrote something on here from like two or three weeks ago when we were going to do an episode, and then we didn't. And then last week we didn't do it because we had everyone here as a clusterfuck. Um, my my. Br- Two or three weeks ago, my brother and my niece came over and we watched Mulan, the new Mulan movie. Is it any yeah. good? Uh, yeah, it was. My youngest uh, was not entertained. She prefers the cartoon. Because hmm. um, of Mushu. Yeah, well, it, it's just. It's <laughs> Fun not, fact, Mushu, the worst part of the Mulan yeah. movie. <laughs> it's it, it's not it's not like kid-ish. It's, okay. it's more, not adult, but like, my my son loved it. He's Well, he's a seven, kid. Eight, <laughs> I don't know how old he's he is. also a kid. Yeah. Well, he's not into cartoons. He's, he's a grown ass man. He's eight. Yeah. He doesn't like cartoons, though. He's, oh, OK. Yeah. He's a live action guy. Yeah. Where's <clears throat> that live action? So that was fun. Uh, and then I also got the uh, new Avengers game on PS4. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah it was fun. Right. I haven't had a whole lot of time to play it, but I have played a little bit of it. <laughs> Unlocked the Hulk. So <laughs> it's always a win. Yeah. There's my right side. What do you guys got? Matt? Go ahead, no, I I don't know. I don't know that I have much. My meds aren't working. Is that good news? <laughs> they haven't been working. I've told you to go to the doctor for. I told you what to do. 
because the same thing I happened to me. Okay. We'll talk later. Um, it sounds like you already talked. Are you going to talk again? I mean, I know what I need to do. I just haven't done it. Okay. So, but um, you going to uh, stick up your butt instead? Go directly into your b- bloodstream? Yeah, that's it. I'm going to take a Lexapro, Lexapro or a up the anal. Up the old anal Up the anal. Up the old anal canal. <laughs> anal depressants. The anal cavity. Anal depressants. <laughs> Does it make your... Never Stop. <laughs> Just go ahead and say it. No. Um, up the anus. I finally last... Was it last week? Dozens of days ago. Yeah. we didn't. So we didn't do Brightside last week, I guess, so... It's been it's been like three weeks. Yeah. Anyway, at some point on one of my days off, Beth had a day off, and there were no kids in the house, and oh, so God. she and I actually got to go to lunch. Like it's it that is literally the first normal yeah, day since all this shit. And hit. what's Honestly, really great, like is it was, it felt it felt normal for the first time. Life felt normal. My kids uh, are off school on my day off. Yeah, that's great for they you. Go buddy. to school four days out of five. Oh, that's and- right. Eh, come on down here, buddy. Today was the... Um, no, I was thinking more along the lines of my wife and I used to be able to go out to lunch yeah. and go yeah. hang out or whatever, go get coffee. Or whatever. And now, or, or that. <laughs> also that. Yeah. De- definitely that. So my kids, <laughs> we finally sent them back yesterday. And yesterday was the first like day when I got home. The kids were just getting home. And, and everything just, it felt like before covid i mean yeah, they're still yeah, right weird, that's what i'm saying like it, yeah but it, it felt uh, it, it was like oh this is what that felt like i forgot about yeah. this so yeah i mean it's like my days off now the kids are at school except for wednesdays like so it, it feels like i said first time it felt it's feel yeah. it felt normal in a half a year yeah which is just insane yeah yeah so it's yeah. We, this year has been the longest and shortest yes mandy and i were just had that conversation it's, a, it's time, almost october man i mean time you, is a goddamn mystery it me. is we just made and i just had that conversation yesterday it was like if you depending on how you look at this year it's been eight years long or it's been like eight minutes long. Like I mean, it, we, killed just a, we killed an Iranian general in January. That feels like it was three years right. ago. Right. We were yeah. almost at war with yeah. Iran in January. Australia was on fire in February, yes. and then the world and started the, dying. My like, dad my dad hit me up today for my Christmas list. That's We're two months out. I mean Yeah, he's like, Oh, I'm starting two to work and a half on the months, deals, guys. We're we're it's coming. It's crazy, man. So Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, BC? well, I guess we can talk about the weather. The weather's fucking great. Yeah, yeah great. it's this is finally turned into fall. This is the first fall we've had in about know, two but years. We've had yeah, because I mean, this year like a normal like fall. in the last month. It's, other it's than like fact, winter in the morning. Though, other than the that. fact that we've had like no rain, the weather by and large has been pretty freaking great the last month or so. Yeah, seventy for highs, sixties for highs. I mean, and the humidity's been down. I mean, yeah, it's been great. It's been a lot of hanging out outdoors. Yep. Smoking too many cigars. What we're doing right now. Drinking God. too yeah, much needs, whiskey. It needs to get cold quickly. Yeah, it does. Speaking of, we're smoking cigars right now. Because we have Nicaragua. Those, the uh, Romeo e Giulietta 1875. It's a good one, man. Yeah, it is a good this one. This is a Taylor Swift joint. That was... Romeo and Juliet. She wrote a song about it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah except Shakespeare wrote something about 500 years ago. Yeah, this is more... This along is the same lines, I think. <laughs> this is a little updated. This is a, <laughs> For millennials and... Under. Hmm. What are we doing? I don't. Next time with Michael. Whatever. Um, uh, Don't drop ash on your computer.
Meditating with Gary Busey. The way it's coming to me, it's like it's always been there. Well, there you have it. Hmm. Maybe that should be our co-on for tonight. <laughs> we should start to... Doing co-ons or Gary Busey Gary Busey co-ons. Tweets. When we run that 101, we'll do <laughs> Gary Busey co-ons. Um, no pros and cons. Oh, music time. Music time. We're going to play some songs. That's great. Man. All right, what do you got? Matt, what do you got? Uh, okay, this is from uh, the band Low Tom. This is going to be like a 40-hour, oh, yeah. 40-minute segment. Which is... Uh, so much music came out. Dave Bazan. David Bazan's side project, I guess. It's their second album, so not technically a side project. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, one of the bands he, one of the his outlets for one music. of the bazans he does. Anyway, the first Low Tom album was fucking fantastic. Yeah, it, it was. was. I haven't even listened to the new one. This one's better. Good. This you one's better. So? I think so. This one just is a flat out rock album. Yeah, I mean I it is. Uh, anyway, it's the, this is the opening track. Start paying. Whatever the guitar tone is, man, yeah, I, I love know. it. Really deep. It also sounds like a lot of what Derek Webb did on targets, tone-wise. I like that tone. Isn't that great? Great bass, too. Yeah. Whole album, man. Yep. Straight through is just a flat out rock. Yeah, album. it is good. It's great. I listened to it the other day. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna play a couple of them. I can do one, and then we can go to Michael, and then come back to me or whatever. Uh, Sufjan's new album. Yeah, it's pretty freaking great, pretty man. Great. I've not listened to. It. I've not. Have you not? None of the uh, like. I've listened to a couple songs from some of the new music, but I know I, like, it was an explosion. The whole album music. is just like. It's I, it's just great. I mean, yeah. it's just really, really it's fucking really great. great. I didn't play it because I was like, man, what am I going to play from that album? I, I, mean, I, I just picked a song, Death Star. Um, yeah. this, the album is called The Ascension. It's a good name. It's a great album cover, too. I think I described this album as like a more accessible Age of Odds. Yep. I like that a lot. Yeah. 
and I mean the album, the whole album is just solid, start yeah, to finish. It's just so so good. We can do your, your other one. Mine's going to take like ten minutes. Okay. <laughs> well, if you're doing two, I'm doing two. Uh, That's I'm trying to get there. Uh, the band is Idols. Oh fuck! Sorry, that's all right. Billy's, Billy's Idols. No. Mm. It's a lot down. Is Billy Idols still alive? Yes. Yes. He's dead. Uh, the album is called Ultra Mono. Um, well, are these guys from England? It's got to be something. I like, think so. Yeah. Is it Ultra Mono? Just like surround. <laughs> what? Uh, this song is called. Uh, I don't even know which one to play. Grounds. Sure. Let's do grounds. It's about coffee extract. Yes. Coffee waste. You will not catch me staring at the sun. Not sucking on a dumb dumb, not turning round to run. No hallelujahs and no kingdom comes. So you will not catch me staring at the sun. I mean, it's no white wedding, but <laughs> try it up there. Fucking it is relentless. Yeah. They, they sort of like. It's almost like a. It's almost like a, here I was thinking today. I was like, I'm not sure how to even categorize this album. One thing I think was like, Parquet Courts meets metal. Well, it's, or it's a mishmash like, of punk, post-punk, and, yes. and a little bit of hardcore. Yeah, a little bit. With a real grungy sound. I mean, it, it's a, it's a good mishmash. It's, it's stuff, a yeah. top to bottom great album. Yeah. I mean, it might creep into my top 10 this year maybe mm-hmm. so i gotta i gotta give it a few more listens but really enjoy it matt you want to do your um, number two in jazz news um jazz band dj jazzy jeff so i came upon this dude uh dr- he's a drummer um last year i think um his name is micaiah mccraven um he did an album year, two years ago called universal beings this is universal beings e and f sides uh it's just another kind of some of the same sessions and stuff Dude's a drummer, but the band is really tight, and it's just it's just solid jazz. This is the opening track. Everybody cool. Hey, yo, yo, yo. How's everybody doing? Everybody cool? Okay. All right, uh, we're going to just start playing some music for y'all. Face just a little bit. Da, 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 da. Poker face. Okay. I like it. It's hard to do a jazz album. Pick a one-minute segment, but yeah. yeah right. Anyway, it, the album's just top to bottom. It's just solid. I'm. I'm, I'm on a big jazz kick right now, too. And I'm on, like, trying to find newer jazz stuff, like that See, guy. I, I, I struggle with new jazz, but that was good. I did, but I've, I've kind of been, I found some good ones. Him, um, I played one a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, Nubia Garcia, saxophonist. Such a classic jazz guy. Man, I am, Jimmy too. But Charlie Parker and Miles Davis and John Coltrane. Uh, Monk, uh, Thelonious Monk. Thelonious Monk. They put out a uh, live at Palo Alto High School. It was like one of his yeah, I've listened to that. last performances with that that particular band he was yeah. with. So they weren't even sure he was going to show up. 
<laughs> they call had to call him like to make sure he was going to come. Monk was out of fucks. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Michael. Um, so okay, so I'm gonna kind of un, un unwrap this present as I as I go along, <laughs> and, and how it was unwrapped to me. Um, so my my brother Davey, uh, I have multiple brothers. I always say my brother, but I've right. got I've got three brothers right. and a sister. Um, but my brother Davey Hi, sent this. Day singers. Um, sent me this Instagram video. It's an Instagram video of just a guy I've never seen before. Um, and uh, so check it out. So I, I, I watched the video. Um, his name's Tyler Childers. Do you guys know who that is? Mm-hmm. I've heard the name. Yeah. He's like a bluegrass artist. So okay. he, he recently um, released an album and it's like all um, like just music. It, it's uh, no vocals instrumental. at all. Instrumental. That's what I, I couldn't think of that fucking word. It's all instrumental except for the last song. Um, and so I want to I want to play the video I saw. And then I'm not going to play any of the instrumental stuff, but I want to play the last song because I think it's it's great and and it is long, um, but I, it's just I get excited whenever people from different backgrounds or backgrounds that I have prejudged as small minded yep. or whatever come out and say something and I'm like oh shit that's really great, um, so I want to like celebrate celebrate white guys not being dick bags. <laughs> um, it's a, it's a rare commodity these it days. Is. So, um, yeah, I want to play his his uh, this Instagram video uh, where he talks about the album, um, and then I want to play that song. So bear with us. It's going to be a little bit, a couple minutes, a few minutes, ten minutes. We'll see. Back in June, when I wrote the song Long Violet History, it was my original goal to continue to make fairly legible sounds on the fiddle and put this album out with no announcements or press. I'd plan to package it as an old-time fiddle album and let the piece make its statement on its own, taking the listener by surprise at the end. However, there has been concern that the album could run the risk of being misinterpreted if not given some sort of accompanying explanation to set it in context. A writer can write an essay, but the writer can never predict or control how that essay is interpreted by the reader, be it in a tone of level-headed calmness, or preachy, holier-than-thou, condescending way. As a recovering alcoholic who has drunk and drugged himself around the world playing music for the better part of 11 years and now has six months of sobriety, I can say with clarity that I have no soapbox to stand on to talk preachy to anyone on anything, be it the Word of God or the condition of the world. But as a person who has been given a platform by Providence, luck, support, and working at it, I would feel undeserving of the grace this world has given me, and I would find it a waste, were I not to try and use it to make some good. Long Violent History is a collection of instrumental pieces intended to create a sonic soundscape for the listener to set the tone to reflect on the last track, which is my own observational piece on the times we are in. COVID has been a strain on all of us in some form or fashion. People have been cooped up and quarantined. People have lost their jobs and are struggling to make ends meet. People have lost their family members. The country is feeling a general angst. All the while, we've all witnessed violent acts of police brutality happen around the nation that have gone unaddressed. In response, we have seen protests turn to riots and riots culminate in acts of violence and destruction of property. From the outsider's perspective, 
it's hard to see where all this visceral anger is coming from. What I believe to be one of the biggest obstacles in pinpointing the cause of this is our inability to empathize with another individual or group's plight. In the midst of our own daily struggles, it's often hard to share an understanding for what another person might be going through. With that in mind, at the risk of mistakenly analogizing two groups of people, I would ask my white rural listeners to think on this. I don't mean to imply that many of you aren't already doing good self-examination on this issue, but I have heard from many who have not. What if we were to constantly open up our daily paper and see a headline like, East Kentucky man shot seven times on fishing trip, and read on to find the man was shot while fishing with his son by a game warden who saw him rummaging through his tackle box for his license and thought he was reaching for a knife. What if we read a story that began North Carolina man rushing home from work to take his elderly mother to the ER run stop sign and is pulled over and beaten by police when they see a gun rack in the truck? Or a headline like Ashland Community and Technical College nursing student shot in her sleep. How would we react to that? What form of upheaval would that create? I venture to say if we were met with this type of daily attack on our own people, we would take action in a way that hasn't been seen since the Battle of Blair Mountain in West Virginia. And if we wouldn't stand for it, why would we expect another group of Americans to stand for it? Why would we stand silent while it happened, or worse, get in the way of it being rectified? I've heard people from my Appalachian region say that we wouldn't act the way we've seen depicted on various media outlets. But I've also seen grown folks beat each other up the day after Thanksgiving for TVs and teddy bears. And these aren't things this community has lost. These are sons and daughters, brothers and sisters and cousins, mothers and fathers. Irreplaceable threads within their family fiber torn from their loved ones too soon with no justice and they are demanding change. Same as I expect we would. Life is hard enough without being worried about the smallest interaction with a public servant. So what can the rest of us who feel seemingly outside of these issues do? First, we can use our voting power to get rid of the people that have been in power and have let this go unnoticed. Chances are the people allowing this to happen are the same people keeping opportunity out of reach for our own communities that have watched job opportunities shipped out and drugs shipped in, eating up our communities and leaving our people desperate in what some folks would deem a food desert. We can stop being so taken aback by Black Lives Matter if we didn't need to be reminded, there would be justice for Breonna Taylor, a Kentuckian like me, and countless others. We can start looking for ways to preserve our heritage outside lazily defending a flag with history steeped in racism and treason. Things like hewing a log, carving a bowl, learning a fiddle tune, growing a garden, raising some animals, canning our own food, hunting and processing the animal, fishing, blacksmithing, Trapping and tanning the hide, sewing a quilt. And if we did things like that, we'd have a lot less time to argue back and forth over things we don't fully know, backed by news we can't fully trust. Love each other, no exceptions, and remember, united we stand, divided we fall.
That wow. Holy shit. Yeah. <clears throat> so when you have a voice like that coming from bluegrass, hillbilly music, yeah. you know, that's 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 what it's not, it's, not tra- traditionally a progressive. Yeah, uh, it's not progressive <laughs> crowd. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so, yeah, it, the, the album is really good. The, the instrumentals are really good. But I want to play uh, the song that he's talking about. Um, because I think it's it's just as powerful as what we just heard, and to hear it come from this voice, in this style of music is just phenomenal. So this is "Long Violent History" by Tyler Childers. Childers. It's the worst that it's been since the last time it happened. It's happening again right in front of our eyes There's updated footage, wild speculation Tall tales and hearsay and absolute lies Being passed off as factual When actually the actual causes their awkwardly blocking All from enjoying our evening, shoving its roots through the screens in our face. Now, what would you get if you heard my opinion? Conjecturing on matters that I ain't never dreamed. And all my born days as a white boy from Hickman. Based on the way that the world's been to me It's called me belligerent It's took me for ignorant But it ain't never once made me scared just to be Could you imagine just constantly worrying Kicking and fighting Stark raving anger Looking for answers And on to the teeth Thirty-odd sixes Papa's old pistol How many you reckon Would it be four or five? Or would that be the start Of a long violent history Tucking our tails as we tried to abide Or would that be the start of a long violent history Tucking our tails as we tried to abide God damn Yep (laughs) It's to the point Man First off, I do enjoy a bit of bluegrass from time I to time. I do too. I, 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 that's well done bluegrass. Yeah, and it's really good. Yeah, I went and saw Dave Rawlings' machine at Bluebird in Bloomington. It was fucking. I awesome, listened to uh, uh, Gillian Welch and Dave Rawlings. Yeah, it's it was him and and Gillian and uh, uh, who was the old Crow Medicine? She got Willie. 
Uh, yeah, I can remember. I, can I know you don't. He's put out a good, couple of good albums too. Bluegrass album. Uh, Willie Watson. They just released um, another. Gillian Welch did another. Yeah, it's good. Album. <clears throat> a couple of them actually. Yeah. Um, so if you like that, uh, check out Tyler Childers. He's probably looking for some new fans. Yeah. So. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he is. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how that's. I can tell you how it went. Yeah. You know how it yeah, went. Yeah, I know. He's from a fucking Kentucky, I mean, I, man. I, I mean, respect that like I respected the Dixie Chicks when they came out against George W. Bush. Yep. Because, I mean, they literally fucked their entire career. Yep. Because they they said what they needed to say. Yep. And so I respect the shit out of that. Liberals and country music. Uh, not, 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 a, not, no. a, not a love nope. not a love story, usually. No, uh-uh. Nope, nope. Um, yeah, so that's that ends music corner. Sorry for the extended one, but I felt like that was so <laughs> good. And I wanted you. to share it. So, um, all right. Any other segments before we go into newsfeed? We're good, man. All right, that's good. Cool. Lock up your fears, dry all your tears, refill your beers. We're headed into the newsfeed. I've got like eighty news stories this week. I've got two. I've got two. Uh, sc- school officer. Tases and handcuffs a woman for not wearing a mask at eighth grade football game. I saw this. Well, I've got some thoughts. We'll, 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 we'll discuss okay. this. Yeah, uh, she should have. I really know the story. You know, yeah, I know, right? Well, the, that yeah. was one. She should have complied. Say. Yeah, shouldn't have resisted. Uh, and she's still alive. Yeah. Uh, an Ohio woman was tased and handcuffed on Wednesday for not wearing a mask in an outdoor eighth grade football game. The woman identified as Alicia Kitts was reportedly refusing to wear a mask when approached by a school security officer on Wednesday. The if officer, she was just putting on the face mask instead of putting on the kits. Then. <laughs> putting on the kits. Uh, that's good, buddy. Uh, the officer appears to use a taser on the parent before placing her in handcuffs, the station said. In a video shot by another attendee of the game, Kits yells, Don't touch me! As cheerleaders can be heard in the background, Get off of me! I will not put my hands behind my back! Huh. Amazing, huh? Uh-huh. I, I bet she was telling, she was saying weeks before, oh, they should have just obeyed the law. They should have just. Yeah, I guarantee. Guaranteed. Check her, I bet check her Facebook. I bet there's all kinds the of stuff The woman taking there. the video says, this is over a mask. I don't think he can arrest her for not wearing a mask. This is not a warning, she says with a laugh. In the video, kids can be seen sitting far away from other people in the bleachers. As a large male officer and another woman wrestled with her, she yelled, this is bullshit. Kits then screams as the officer tases her. They tase someone over a mask. Jeez. The woman taking the video says. Another person yells, come on, it's just a mask. So uh, Kits is reportedly the parent of a child in the Marietta schools and had traveled to an away game in Logan. So what do you think? So my first instinct was when I read this was like, well, fuck her. She should have worn a mask. However... How is it any different than going to a restaurant and sitting outside and not wearing a mask? Yeah, right. You so, know what I'm saying? I mean, here's she's, my, she's far away from people. Yeah, here's my thoughts on it. One, the officer was completely out of line. Two, yeah. she's still alive and this proves the fucking, uh, yeah. <laughs> the fact that the white privilege fucking exists. If yeah. that had been a black person, they'd have been beaten I, senseless. I mean, beaten senseless, yeah. shot, like, yeah. whatever. And you think, I mean, well, it, no, it's only a mask. Well... They get shot for a lot yeah, less. Yeah, I mean, it was only a potential counterfeit bill with George Floyd. Yeah. It was only cigarettes with Eric, or, uh, Eric Garner. Like, yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. It, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, so those are my thoughts on it. I think this is stupid to tase and, and arrest yeah. a woman for this. Uh, however, it also exactly proves the Black Lives Matter's point. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, 
she was taken relatively peacefully wasn't shot uh was roof beaten. shot nine people at a church they took him to fucking burger king yeah so that's all it's that's it Get, yeah case closed i know that's or all the guy you need to know fucking aurora colorado that killed like 20 people at a movie theater and they peacefully arrested him yeah his without, heavily armed apartment without firing a shot god <laughs> so yeah anyway uh so that's that's just kind of my thoughts. So Michael, do you have any thoughts on it? Just um, don't be belligerent, right? I mean, just put a goddamn mask on. There's also that. Put like, a mask it on. Hard. Yeah. Uh, the the police officer is out of line. Uh, the woman was out of line. Yeah, there's Every, nobody. Ev- there's nobody right. There's in no this. winner in this no, situation. There's not. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, product update. Red Lobster just released the first official Mountain Dew cocktail that's better than a margarita. That's debatable. Uh, The only thing that could possibly make Mountain Dew better, if it were boozy and gave you a buzz. Red Lobster is making that dream come true by offering the first official Mountain Dew cocktail called the Dew-Garita. Dew-Garita. Does it taste like Mountain Dew or is it like a special Mountain Dew? Uh, No. I mean, it's literally Mountain Mountain Dew Dew. and tequila. Uh, So while neither of the brands... shit at home? Yeah. We should... Well, I, I say we. It's Mountain Dew and tequila. I mean, I'd do it. Um, while neither of the brands are revealing what's exactly in the new cocktail just yet, we know that it's a special take on a margarita, as you'd expect. The Dugarita includes Mountain Dew and tequila, but you'll have to let your taste buds figure out what else is stirring up inside. Oh. Um. Yeah. So I actually, <laughs> so I'm on a, a Chelsea Discord server mm-hmm. uh, for a, a Chelsea podcast that I support. Um, and yes, that's as lame as you think it is, but, um, one of the guys, there's a channel for alcoholic beverages and a guy made this Yeah, at home. He was like, and he put crushed Doritos around the rim. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. He said it was fucking revolting. He said, you definitely need more Mountain Dew and less tequila. Like he had to add Mountain Dew because it just. He said that those two things do not mix at all. Yeah, I'd, probably some simple syrup or something in there too. There can't be more syrup. I mean, Mountain That's Dew is like sugar. pure That's sugar. sugar. Simple syrup is literally. Just I mean, sugar. maybe triple sec. I mean, if if you're going for like a normal margarita, there would be triple sec in it too. Yeah, you could put some triple sec. So I yeah, I don't know. But you man. still probably want it to be like margarita or like Mountain Dew colored. So oh, it's, it's probably, definitely Mountain Dew colored. Yeah. And I'm not sure what they have around the rim of it there. It's not Doritos. I'm guessing it's some sort of sugar or something would be my guess. But yeah, uh, coming to a Red Lobster, we should we should go eat some Red Lobster. So I had the uh, or we could just go get drinks and like a appetizer of shrimp and then go eat somewhere real. I had the new mountain Red Lobster. No, I'm not going to fucking all you can eat fried shrimp. Get the fuck out of my Uh, face. I hate shrimp. I say we can't take Michael. He doesn't like seafood. Damn it. I'll I'll eat the the biscuits. (laughs) Some cheddar bay biscuits. They, they have other stuff there. They have I've like got cheddar. property. Well, if Michael's going to drink. Got, he has to have bread. I've got property on land. cheddar bay. Yeah, <laughs> I would totally dig some of those. I had the. Uh, I've got, got a fishing shack on cheddar bay. I've got a vacation home there. It's right next to the Kennedys. <laughs> I had the uh, the Mountain Dew at KFC, the exclusive Mountain Dew there. It's called Sweet Something. I don't remember what it is. Uh, By the way, how much diarrhea did you have the other night? None. KFC? I had none. Oh. Um, so uh, <laughs> I it had uh, peach. And honey were the main flavors, That's and it was interesting. so I love good. peach flavored shit. So it was I would, so good. It was honey. It was. It was. I was Can we talk like about why tea. you went to KFC? Because Brad said <laughs> something about KFC, and I said that sounds really good. I guess I'll get KFC. So I drove sent a message, fifteen minutes into town. I sent a message to you and Michael, or you and Matt and Josh, and 
for some dumb reason, I was thinking of the line from Talladega Nights where, yeah. where he says, in the in the words of the late great Colonel Sanders, "I'm too drunk to taste this chicken." Yeah, and it, it just made me laugh for no reason. I love when I think of random. Movie I think it's quotes. one of the best lines of that entire movie. And then Michael's like, "Shit, now all I want is Mount, is KFC." And like, what so were you? And, and within KFC. twenty minutes, I was in my car. <laughs> what were you and I talking about the other day? Where we there was a line we were talking about that was so fucking funny. I don't remember. It had to be. It was Dumb and Dumber, I think. It was Dumb and Dumber, was it? Yeah. Oh, when he's in the bar. Uh, oh. Oh, when he when he belches. <laughs> <laughs> And then do you know what he did? No, and, and I, I don't, don't care. care. <laughs> no, and I don't care. <laughs> no way. That's uh, amazing. <laughs> we landed on the moon. <laughs> All right. From BuzzFeed. This is uh, 17 divorce lawyers shared the weirdest reasons people got divorced. I'm not going to do all 17, but... Uh, a friend of mine divorced her husband because his dick was too big. She said it was fun at first, but that sex became too much work. <laughs> it ain't the size well, of the boat, it's the motion of the ocean. Uh, because the husband... I mean, I could understand how that's got to be uncomfortable. I mean, I After would a think while, so. Yeah, every, I would think so. I mean, it depends on the, the girth, I would think. Nobody wants to walk around with a length Oh, uh, I think length later. would be probably problematic yeah, as well girth would be very problematic i think i don't know be like giving birth in reverse i also think it depends uh, on the woman i'm guessing some women enjoy yeah i don't want to talk about women as a homogenous group of people i mean yeah, i yeah. think you know it probably just depends so yeah um <laughs> stabber in the spine no um no kidney shifter no. uh because the, okay another reason because the husband insisted on bringing his mother on the honeymoon Oh, wait, well, wait, what? wait. It gets much worse. Yikes. That's where the wife discovered that the reason was because his mother was still breastfeeding him. Uh, what? I, I saw that coming. I was hoping it was going to land No, there. this that cannot be true. The, this, cannot is from, this, is from divo- this is from divorce, divorce lawyers. There's no way. A grown man was still breastfeeding. That cannot fucking be true. There's no Dude, way that's it, true. It, it, like, I bet it happens. We There's literally had a story not, come up when we you're had a dating. Story, we had a story. Yeah, but a few how does that not come up? This is bullshit. That's bullshit. There's no way that's true. I think it's true. I believe it. Yeah, I'm calling bullshit. On I, I saw it on Fox News. It's real. <laughs> uh, uh, because the wife spent forty two thousand dollars on psychic hotlines. Well, that's uh, guess what they told her. This is a big mistake. Boy, forty two. Man, that's a lot of money. Over that's like a dollar a minute. So that's. 42,000 minutes? That's a lot of fucking minutes. <laughs> That's a lot of minutes. I was thinking sometime we should call one. No, we should. On the podcast. No. Why not? Why I wish Miss Cleo that? was still around. Uh, R.I.P. Why, there, May her memory be eternal. There's some that are like a dollar a minute. We could call. <laughs> say, what's the future of this podcast? Maybe we'll do that for the distractathon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking A. Yeah, man. We'll, we'll see if we can get a... No, we get a palm reading for Brandon. Well, we know, so, we know somebody, some... uh, Mary, that was on the podcast. Mary? She does palm readings. She does. Or no, tarot cards. No, she does tarot cards. Yeah, she does tarot cards. That's different. We talked about having her back on to do that. Yeah. I haven't talked to her since then, I don't think. Oh, well, that <laughs> was Friends a fun podcast. On Instagram. Yeah, yeah, she's fun. Um, okay. I overheard a divorcing couple in my associate's office arguing about the, all the reasons they disliked each other when all of a sudden the husband started screaming about the wife leaving shit stains in the toilet. There's no way to avoid that. I mean, you I can mean, you clean, can clean up after yourself. Yes, but like, I mean, you scrub the toilet every time. Every time you shit. Well, I mean, are you leaving racing stripes every time you shit? Or you know, 
do a double flush, it, it works out. Eat more Taco Bell, man. Then you don't have a problem. Oh, I don't have a problem. Believe me. Uh, I had a client file for divorce because every morning his wife would ask him how he takes his coffee for seven years. <laughs> Dude, what's the... awesome. God, you went through that cigar in a hurry. Yeah, I wasn't fucking What around. the hell? I know. you. Plow, I'm like halfway through mine. I'm not, I don't think mine's even halfway yeah. gone. That is yeah. crazy. This, this much. Jeez. Um, I'm starting to burn my hands. So I got to quit. One of my clients filed for divorce because he owed his bookie 70 grand <laughs> and figured he would get half the house and the divorce and pay off his debts. Wow. That's one way to do it. Uh, the husband wanted, I suppose. The husband wanted a divorce because the wife was still wiping the ass of their perfectly healthy teenage son. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Boy. There are some circumstances where that's okay, though. If, like, you're talking about a kid with, like, special... That's well, why that's it's what said it perfectly said healthy. Perfectly healthy. Oh, yeah, damn. that's... Oof. Boy, yeah. here's one to well, kill a man's ego. One of my clients got a divorce because she hated sex with her husband. Apparently, her previous relationship was pretty, quote-unquote, intense... And her husband just didn't measure up. Oh, boy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well. Okay, this one, Brad and I actually, this makes sense for Brad and I because we have this hatred of what I'm about to read. My neighbor filed for divorce because her husband smacked his lips when he ate and slurped oh, his coffee God, and soup. Dude. Yeah, that she one. She thought if I, if I didn't, if she didn't divorce him, she'd end up in jail for yeah, battery. That one, honest to God. I know. It sends me into a blind rage. What's that called? Misophonia? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> God, I hate it like, so much. There would be a first date, and that would be the end of it. That would be the end of it. Yep, that'd be it. Yeah, no way. Well, this isn't going to work out. Mm-mm. Michael, stop it. Michael. God. And that's also not the same as no, smacking your it's lips. it's not. Stop. God. Uh, okay, good news. Uh, since we've been talking about billionaires who don't pay their taxes. Wait, um, you said good news? Yeah. Oh, the story's gone. Oh, boy. Well, it was about a billionaire who dedicated himself no! to be broke by the time he... Oh, I heard about that. No! Well, I can't do that. So. No! There was one decent billionaire in the world. I know. There's okay, here's, no, a, gone here's a good story. And yeah, he's dead, so... Uh, good News Network. Toddler gets his own real... Toddler gets his own real-life garbage truck parade from local trash company. It's the best birthday ever. <laughs> nice. So, a uh, three-year-old Wolfgang Reader, Wolfie to his friends... Not Lucas's kid. <laughs> no, I, I figured it wasn't. Um, if you ask him about his future plans, he's pretty down to earth. He wants to be a garbage man. Loves garbage trucks. Um, up until recently, due to the pandemic, Wolfie was spending most of his days at home rather than with his classmates. And his favorite day of the week is Friday, which is trash collection day. Uh, Friday mornings, he eagerly waits for his beloved trash uh, garbage trucks to make the run up the streets. Uh, under his parent supervision, uh, Wolfie became something of a mascot to the trash collectors. To him, uh, the men are superheroes. Two of them, DJ and Drew, became his particular pals, earning him and his trash posse the nickname of the Wolf Pack. Nice. With Wolf, family the Wolf and Pack. Wolf Pack. Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so with family in lockdown, COVID nineteen lockdown, Wolfgang's parents knew they weren't going to be able to throw him a big birthday party. Instead, they told him he could invite a couple friends over for cake. His ideal guest list was DJ and Drew. Nice. <laughs> Since her son's birthday fell on a Wednesday rather than a Friday, which is trash collection day for them, his mom uh, doubted that the Wolfpack would RSVP with the yes. However, with a little help from Wolfie's grandmother, who'd sent a letter to the city of Toronto detailing the little boy's devotion to his garbage truck buddies, uh, unbeknownst to the family, Wolfie's birthday wishes are about to come true. On the morning of September 9th, four bright green garbage trucks 
horns honking, roll their way up the street to the delight of the birthday boy. Nice. Uh, the boys came bearing gifts, howling out their windows, and took time to play with Wolfie. He even got to honk the horn. Uh <laughs> DJ was out of town, unfortunately, but Drew and several other trash collectors climbed down from the rigs and helped him celebrate. Uh, they gave him trash-related gifts, shared cake, <laughs> played with awesome. toy trucks for like an hour. Give him a fucking Lotso yeah. doll from yeah. Toy Story 3. Um, like, they played with him for like an hour. <laughs> I mean, so these guys are in the middle of their work day, right. took time out of their route. That's great, dude. That's legit. That's I mean, just that's pure, just, man. Yeah. That's fucking great. It, it's, it reminds me of actually here in Martinsville. It was on the news. I was watching the news one night. This is when we lived in our old house. And they had a story like this for Martinsville. There's a kid that lives across town and lives in the neighborhood over by Good over in your old neighborhood. Oh yeah, lives in that area. And uh, every day that when the or not every day every week when the trash truck comes by, the kid is out with his mom and he's waving. He's yeah. and the driver. They've gotten to know one another so because he's done this for like years, I guess the last three or four years, and. The driver gets out, gives him a big hug. The driver was my next door neighbor oh, in that's town, awesome. Clarence. That's my, amazing. My, my neighbor Clarence, just a good old boy, kind of an older guy. And I mean, it was just like it was just so. There's something so pure about that kind of joy. It's just humanity, man. It's, it's just what joy. Should be. It's, it's just what joy. humanity should yeah. be. Yeah. You know, I read something, and this is a little off topic, not really off topic, but. You know, I was reading a thing. And I think I've talked to you guys about this. I've got it saved on my on my phone. Was it on Fox News? No, um, it was on the internet. So you know, it's true. Not real. I, I read it. it, it Fox, no, now then. Fox is fake news to Trump. It uh, had to do with so. like. So it starts out. There's no art in this White House. There's no literature or poetry in this White House. No music. No Kennedy Center award celebrations. There's no pets in the White House. You know, there's no socks. The family cat. There's no kids science fairs. Like, there's no humanity. There's no humanity, no, there's and there's no. no joy in this White House. No. You can like, even find that with like the bushes. They they loved each other. Like there was still some humanity, there was humanity. even in the midst of shitty policies. Yeah, and, like, I yeah. mean, you see a picture yeah. of the Obamas laughing when a kid came dressed as a pope for Halloween. Yeah. Like there was literal joy in the midst of the pressures of the presidency. Yep. There was no joy None. in his family. Nope. None. The family hate each other. Who was whose garden did she destroy? She just the White House garden, the Rose Garden. Yeah, it was God, like a numerous geez. first ladies had added to it over the years and she and just she fucking just destroyed, destroyed it. it. Just revamped yeah, yeah, just revamped the whole thing. Yeah. And mm. just made it just bland. I mean it's just fucking bland. Yeah. I mean and, and I mean so and my, I guess my point is like like joy we need joy to survive and we have been without that for four fucking years. No we haven't. No, we haven't. I'll disagree right. with that. You're right. We haven't. But there hasn't coming been it from, in the White House. Coming yeah. from, but coming from the highest court in, or highest place in the land, the, the supposed to be the leader of the country. Yeah. There's been nothing. No. They're supposed to be the example for for the country, and there's nothing. You know, you'd see like there. other presidents would have like concerts at the White House. They'd have like yeah, Kennedy Center honors. Any, there's that. nothing. Nothing. There's no humanity. Like Obama had Springsteen played at the White House a couple times, and like BB King, yeah, Derek I mean, Trucks, you just see I mean, all that shit. Yeah, yeah there's and he would sing with them. Yeah, there was joy. Yep. There's none of that. Uh, no vote joy. November. Yeah, November. vote just to restore some <laughs> some sort of. What, what was it you that said? I think it was you that said. I just want to go one day without thinking about the president. Yes. Yeah. Just one day. Just one day. I didn't have to think about Obama all the uh -uh. time. No. I didn't have to worry about what he was doing. Didn't even really have to think about. I mean, Bush was terrible. Like, but. But he wasn't even, in the news like he. Like, he wasn't also now. like. Of course, the news was. I also than think two. that like. Bush was a. Decent human being surrounded by really terrible human beings. Hey, Dick Cheney. And he was a really weak leader. 
Yeah. So that's completely different than what you have now, who yeah. you have a weak leader who's also a shitty person surrounded by shitty people. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, product update. Taco Bell is debuting its own custom wine, wine jalapeno noir. Ew. It's to so they're going to shit can like three fourths their menu, but they're going to come up with this. This bullshit. is only in like in very say, limited quantities have, in yeah. Canada. Um, so a toasted cheesy. See, Canada, Canada's not all that great. Yeah, they got jalapeno noir. It, it pairs with a toasted cheesy chalupa. No, it fucking no, it doesn't. doesn't. Hmm? No, it fucking doesn't. That's what. That's what. Uh, CNN so, so business set, says. So they set in a trust them. in a board meeting mm-hmm. and decided two things: it's shit a red can. Wine. Most of their menu, and come up with this. Let's get rid of shredded chicken. Who likes that? The compliment <laughs> notes are wild cherry. Nobody likes pico de gallo. Get it out of here. Cherry. <laughs> it's fucking moms with peppers in it. Beetroot. Yeah, it's going to be shitty wine with yeah. like, stuff yeah. in it. Yeah, twenty five dollars in Canada or nineteen Jesus. in the U.S. That's, I mean, for a bottle. Yeah, I mean for like a limited. Edition it's high, thing. but like whatever. I'd have to be high to drink it. Um, bad news, product update. Uh, no peeps for Halloween. Marshmallow yeah, well, candy production shut down due to the pandemic. Peeps are bullshit anyway. So your pumpkin peeps are no mas. And my, Does anybody really like those? Yeah, I, I do. Like people peeps. really? Yeah, I really Man. like that. They, they came out with a vanilla one a while back that was oh my god, it was so good. And I have a birthday cake confetti I don't one. Know that I've ever had a peep that I've enjoyed. I try every once in a while. I'm like, well, maybe maybe now that I'm older. No, I've heard that they make really good s'mores too. Okay, I could well, now that I was gonna say now that I could see, but it's also a marshmallow covered in sugar. It's a sugar coated yeah. marshmallow. <laughs> yeah. Like you okay, like that, that's intriguing. I could see that. Well let's get some and burn them on the fire over here. Yeah, all right. All right uh, where's Lenny? The uh, third product update. <laughs> Actually I don't know, he's not home. Yeah, where he was at my house earlier. I don't know where he is. Probably now. still there. Uh, Kraft is releasing a pumpkin spice macaroni and cheese this fall. Just stop. I'd try it. Just stop. I'd I try like pumpkin it spice stuff. No, if you, I mean, there are things that should be made pumpkin By the way, spice. I had the uh, Cheetos mac and cheese. Oh, I did too. I meant to bring yeah. it for a podcast, but my son wanted to try it. So. I, I've only, I haven't had the flaming hot, but I've had the flaming regular. Hot was too hot. I've had the regular and the and jalapeno, gross. and they were both awesome. The the flaming hot was. The jalapeno, I I don't like that. the flaming it's hot red. Cheetos anyway. So it's like, red, and yeah. it doesn't look right. It, yeah. It's one of those things where the, the color, the flavor, and the texture. The jalapeno was great. I liked it a lot, and the regular was really, really good, too. So I enjoyed them. All right. So for my actual news feed, um, have you guys seen the um, the AI, the artificial intelligence, uh, in conjunction with the GPT-3? Is that a Will Smith vehicle? I have no idea what you're... Okay, so... Um, I don't know what that is. They've created this artificial before. intelligence, and they've started doing interviews. And I've seen two different interviews Uh in the last few weeks, I'm sure there are more too, but they're basically creating an AI and then having a conversation with them. It's fucking incredible and terrifying. Uh, the first one I saw Sounds was like talking to Stephen Hawking. Um, wow. The well, well, backup noise dot wave. So the first one <laughs> I saw, Christ. Uh, what the fuck is wrong with you? God. <laughs> the first one I saw was a, a robot wrote an entitled entitled. An, entire article um and basically the idea was why you should not be afraid of us completely terrifying <laughs> completely by the way if you heard moshe kasher do his racist stephen hawking no <laughs> pretty great <laughs> so that one was terrifying i'm going to share the other one that i thought was really cool uh this is artificial intelligence and i discuss what happened before the big bang 
Ooh, I did see that. It's did you post it? Uh, I don't know if I did. I Somebody, saw it posted somewhere. I've seen both of them posted different places. I don't know where it was posted. It's pretty interesting, actually. Um, so um, I fucking save that somewhere, actually. So the GPT three, uh, the artificial intelligence, has the role of wise being um, in all the regular text generated from the artificial intelligence um, is there. So. Um, they talk about grateful to have the opportunity to speak with you today. The AI says grateful to speak with you. Um, and then it says, I would like to talk about the big bang. And the wise being says, uh, what would you like to learn? Can you summarize the big bang? The idea of the big bang, the AI says the big bang is a physical process by which all matter, energy, time and space and information exist of existence, uh, came into being, from an infinite and eternal non-existence. During this process, the whole of creation was com- compressed into an infinitesimally small singularity, which immediately and infinitely burst into all of its current content, the limitlessness of which still exists as a limitlessness is in potential and reality. It, you need to read that. You need to read Isn't that, that one. what scientists have been saying? This no, no, no. no. Just you, you need to read. Like, you need to read the whole thing. The whole thing that doesn't do it justice. Uh, 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 well, I want to get. I, I want to go a little bit further. That was just the, 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 the premise. And then um, he asks, uh, "What do you think the state of things were before the Big Bang?" Um, yeah, this is where it gets weird. In order for this question to be possible, the questioner has to be aware of time. If this is not the case, then there is no such thing as a before. The Big Bang effect effectively initiated time because that which came into existence before the Big Bang did not exist in any kind of, quote, time construct, accepting only dynamic patterns of absolute and infinite energy. Yeah. So what do you think happened uh, one second before the Big Bang? This is what the AI says. One second before the Big Bang Everything was, and there was no time. There wasn't one second, and there wasn't zero seconds. There was nothing, because those concepts are meaningless outside of the context of time. This is not something which can be comprehended, because it has no reference as to what constituted a unit of measurement. It's pretty trippy, man. Yeah, it... it, uh, it, It's... It's so freaking crazy. Uh, how can something be and not be at the same time? There is no such thing as be or not be. These words are useful in the context of a three-dimensional reality where there so is the separation is of objects and space. What the fuck is this? Uh, this is how the universe is defined by being solid. Objects have mass and occupy space, and this is how we comprehend the gap between objects is called space. However, if you take away space and put together all the objects into one object, you will lose the meaningful definition of B. It will it becomes undifferentiated thing. When you go inside of something to the place where there is no difference or division, you can't say anything is here or there. Yeah. Um, there was, so, um, I'm so, so the, the interviewer says, interesting. I'm, I think I'm beginning to understand. So what triggered the big bang? AI says, if we were to speculate on what might've triggered this event, it would have to be another organism. (laughs) Um, and then the interviewer says, please explain. 
The AI so says it's a Christian AI. Yeah. The AI says the Big Bang is an event which is absolute, and the only possible creator capable of conceiving of the Big Bang is also absolute. The only possible candidate for something that satisfies the definition of absolute is another being who is also absolute. Absolute cannot be met- ma- manifested by non-absolute because to define something as absolute is to make a definition devoid of being uh, contingent on external entities. Jesus. Yeah. So, I mean, it goes on a little bit more, um, but it's just, yeah, it's fucking mind-blowing. It's trippy. Yeah. Yeah. That it has this artificial intelligence that is already, like, way fucking deeper than we are. So, (laughs) but, so I was reading that, and, and I talked to Sarah. I was like, it's weird that it came with the creator, and I was like, "Of course it did, because it was cre- it itself was cre- right. created. <clears throat> it knows that it was created, right. so therefore it would assume that this was created." But I mean, who knows? Here you go. That's my newsfeed. I need a drink. Do I need to do a palate cleanser? No, I think no. that's enough. I think that's good. Okay. I did have a list of. Uh, no, you don't need anything else. We don't need anything. Ohio else. vanity plates rejected no, in twenty twenty. <laughs> we can read it next week, Michael. <laughs> okay. All right, <laughs> be that way. People are really wanting to hear them, I'm sure. I bet they are. Um, all right, without further ado, let's go further up, further in. Further up, further up, further in. Yeah. And we're back. Um, I don't even have my freaking headphones on yet. <laughs> all right, well, all right, tell me when you're ready. All right, I'm ready. You ready now? Yeah. What I am Nietzsche, he is Nietzsche, she is Nietzsche too. I am Nietzsche, we are Nietzsche, but I believe that you are Nietzsche too. It's just a thing now. I wanted to, make, I I wanted to make sure you had your headphones you, on. So you've you taken me from hating it to loving it. Uh, okay, so we're doing a koan. You, you won me over to ninja theology. Yeah, we're doing a koan. It's called uh, I don't know what it's called, but we'll figure it out. This segment we're not we don't have a name for it, but I named it ninja theology, and you refused. So I, <laughs> I uh, pushed on through. Pushed well, we, on through. It was either that or koans of Dunshire. Yeah, a little bit of both. So, Matt, read the, us in your most seductive voice, please. No, I will not do that. Uh, the last poem no, of Hoshin. Not do that. Hoshin. Last poem of Hoshin. Hoshin. <laughs> well, I can see how this is going to go. Hoshin, this is a long <laughs> Holy shin. The Zen master Hoshin lived in China many years. Then he returned to the northeastern part of Japan where he taught his disciples. When he was getting very old, he told them a story he had heard in China. This is the story. One year, on the 25th of December, Tokufu, who was very old, said to his disciples, I'm not going to be alive next year, so you fellows should treat me well this year. The pupils thought he was joking, but since he was a great-hearted teacher, each of them in turn treated him to a feast on succeeding days of the departing year. On the eve of the new year, Tokufu concluded, You have been good to me. I shall leave tomorrow afternoon when the snow has stopped. The disciples laughed, thinking he was aging and talking nonsense, since the night was clear and without snow. But at midnight, snow began to fall, and the next day they did not find their teacher about. They went to the meditation hall. There he had passed on. 
Hoshin, who related the story, told his disciples it's not necessary for a Zen master to predict his passing, but if he really, really wishes to do so, he can. Can you? Someone asked. Yes, answered Hoshin. I will show you what I can do seven days from now. Now the disciples believed him, and most of them had even forgotten the conversation when Hoshin called them together. Seven days ago, he remarked, I said I was going to leave you. It is customary to write a farewell poem, but I am neither a poet or a calligrapher. Let one of you inscribe my last words. His followers thought he was joking, but one of them started to write. Are you ready? Hoshin asked. Yes, sir, replied the writer. Then Hoshin dictated. I came from brilliancy and returned to brilliancy. What is this? This line was one line short of the customary force. The disciples said, Master, we are one line short. Hoshin, with the roar of a conquering lion, had shouted, Ka! and was gone. All right. Is that it? That's it. So it's interesting that that's a story within a story. And we're telling it like, what, third, fourth hand? A story yeah. within a story. So he tells a story about a story, and then we told the story of the story of the story. Yeah. Third hand. Third hands. Mm-hmm. So what you guys got? Michael? Hoshin was David Blaine <laughs> with a time got. machine. That's what you've got. I just I I just wrote that down right now. <laughs> um, uh, so you'll notice I have a theme here about about time. So I opened the opener was about uh, I have a joke about time travel, and then my newsfeed was about what happened before the Big Bang. Um, so and then you know we talked to Rob Bell about time, and that right. I think. Um, is interesting. So if if we cut right to the um, to the poem, which was "I come from brilliancy, in return to brilliancy, what is this?" Ka, ka. Um, I th- I th- I think that's. I mean, we could talk about the the story within the story, but um, it's interesting. I was thinking about that in the context of time, and how. <sighs> He comes from brilliancy and returns from brilliancy. What is this? Right. So um, before you were born, there was no discernible uh, difference between you and the Milky Way. Correct. After you die, there will be no discernible difference between you and the Milky Way. We only have right now. So what is this? I'm waving my hands around. What is right. this? What What is this? And... There's also no difference between you and not you. Yeah, there's no difference. Our, our, our life is only in the present. And I think that is, and, and, and yes, I understand that I'm, this is what I've been thinking about a lot, but at the same time, I think this really works out together. Uh, but before here, there was infinity. And after here, there is infinity. So it's infinity dot infinity with wrapped in infinity. Um, there is only now. Right. That's what I got out of it. Cool. That's it, Matt. <laughs> Here's something interesting. So I was looking up when I was reading this earlier. I was trying to figure out what is Ka. Okay, so he says, like, I came from brilliancy. Wait, what is it? How I come from it? brilliancy. I return to brilliancy. Yeah, what and he this? says, what is Ka. this? And he says, the, and then he says... It says that with the roar of a conquering lion shouted Ka and was gone. So <laughs> in Japanese, which he was clearly Japanese, <clears throat> Ka 
can mean mother. Was he Japanese or Chinese? No, it says Chinese. he returned to Japan. Okay. So he lived in China, but he returned to Japan. Um. So what do we make of that? What what, what does Ka mean? Mother. Mother. Or mom. Hmm. Does it really? Yeah, like, so it's one of those weird things. Like, it can also mean, like, a question. Interesting. So it's like, I've been looking, looking it up. I looked up some earlier and I'm looking it up again, like, because that was the thing for me when I read it. I was like, there's got to be something to Ka. Like, it can't just be a random fucking noise that he makes. Um, And it says it it kind of is part of the what, where, when, who, how section of Japanese language. So question. Yeah. So what is this question? Yeah. Huh? What is this? Huh? What do you, what do you do with that? Boy. Well, I mean, not only that, what do you do if it means mother? Right. That's that to me is a more interesting question. Huh? Ka. Yeah. I mean, other than I mean, other than return, you you're born of a mother and you return to Mother Earth. I mean, but I don't know. Does Japan have a Mother Earth type? So another thing is, it can also <laughs> be a sound effect for embarrassment. Huh. Interesting. I I wonder. I mean, I wonder if 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 he's pointing to the inherent absurdity. Of existence. Because it was the fourth line. Yeah. He didn't even really give him a fourth line. Right. He just babbled something. Because, the, the, like, you know, I've... I mean, life is inherently absurd. Like, when you think about... Been reading Camus again? I haven't, <laughs> but I did read quite a bit of Camus a few months ago. Um, I got into... It was funny, I read The Plague right as COVID started, which yeah. was not intentional. Um brad's fault and then i read the myth of sisyphus the what myth of sisyphus myth of sisyphus no the myth of sisyphus so obviously he is kind of the king of the absurdists and absurdism is essentially the tension between the fact that there is no inherent meaning but we also spend our lives striving to find meaning yeah so what he says you know it's essentially what he's essentially saying is that we are all Sisyphus pushing the rock up the hill endlessly for eternity. You know what I mean? Trying like, to trying to find meaning, striving to find happiness and meaning, and and what he ends up the conclusion of that book. Spoiler alert: is that he says he he pictures Sisyphus as being happy in his task. Interesting. I've never so, thought of it that way. Like, I wonder. I wonder if what Hoshin was is pointing to is the inherent absurdity of our existence. Yeah. I mean, you look around you, like, if you really think about it, none of this makes any sense. Yeah. None of it makes a fucking bit of sense. I mean, it's kind of like what the AI was saying, like, yeah. what you were reading earlier. I mean, there's the the sheer, whether there's a a, a, a being behind all of this or not, it doesn't change the, the absurdity of yeah. the fact that we're here right now doing this. It's infinity dot infinity. It, there, it, it makes absolutely no fucking None. sense. I mean, the, the amount of shit that has to be in place for any of this to be happening right now is beyond absurd. Yeah. And I wonder if there's, a, I wonder if there's a, I wonder if there's a, if, if true joy and happiness is to, 
truly understand that and embrace it. Yeah. This, I mean, literally, it is what it is. Like, yeah. How dare you use those words? But you know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't mean that in a trite way, but like, we're here. What the fuck? Like, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like Pete Holmes says, like, we're floating on a space rock going like 25,000 miles an hour floating in infinity like what the fuck i mean how yeah. like and, and we somehow have this cognitive ability to even think about that mm-hmm. and, the, and the greatest travesty of all that is that that we lose sight of that Absolutely. wonder we all lose the sight of the wonder all the time we we, we are we've made this thing where uh, uh we want to be critical of everything and, and, and in that process we have lost all ability to experience wonder. Yeah. I Everyone think, wants to be a critic. They want to tear down every fucking thing. I mean, thing. we are sitting here... Like, I watch my cat sometimes. My cat's not thinking about her existence. Like She gets it. Right, but I'm saying, like... But even... You're right. I mean, I think yeah. in, a, in a certain way, my cat is just... It's just... She's just a cat being a cat. Like, mm-hmm. she's literally... This is what she does. She... Eats mice and she chases bugs. What and was the she, said, a tree gives glory to God by being a tree. She likes to have like, her belly yeah. petted yeah. and she. Same. Uh, yeah, right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and she loves to. You're due up later, buddy. Yeah. You know, she loves to sleep and she loves to. Mm-hmm. Re- you know, what I mean? like, yeah. there's just these things. She's just a cat being a cat. And so, like, she has slipped into. she She's automatically is what she is. Yeah. Human beings are sort of burdened with. She's not worried about tomorrow. No, and, but human beings are burdened with the, um, the ability. It, it's a blessing and a curse to have cognitive thought. Yeah. I mean, I'm sitting here right now smoking a cured, a rolled stick of cured leaves mm-hmm. that makes a pleasant aroma when I inhale the smoke, when I light it. And I inhale that into my mouth. It makes a pleasant aroma. I'm drinking a beverage that is made from different grains and distilled through some weird scientific process where like alcohol comes out and then it's put into wood barrels and those things interact. These chemicals interact and it, out comes a tasty beverage. Like there isn't that's that's absurd. I mean, that's there's no like we sent people to the moon. Yeah, I mean, it, the, the whole thing is just fucking insane. I mean, it's it, it really like the computer is insane. Like the very it, yes, I mean, I'm staring at a computer that is thousands of parts and millions upon millions of hours of people's brain Hooked power. Up the internet that's in the living room that is getting a, a signal that you can't see from fucking somewhere. And we're putting this out on the internet, people in Australia. Are I mean, it's like it. it's like, like I mean, I uh, I was talking to a guy one time that was uh, talking to a guy that works with wi-fi stuff and he he told my friend he was like we don't really know Nobody how gets it, it works no. like it's it's essentially magic yeah like we can understand like you put this thing up and you signals bounce but like that's where the knowledge stops it's just there's no rhyme or reason to it i can watch on a television those signals are coming from what yeah like it's it's something floating through the air that coalesces into a picture on a screen it's like mm-hmm. And in so like there's an inherent absurdity to our our entire existence, and I, I just wonder like if the end of his life, if this is the final knowledge, is this he just goes, it's it's just it's just it's just absurd. There's just and I, a, and I think that tracks with the koan. Now now that you say that, because the story he tells is inherently absurd. 
Yeah. A master says, I'm going to die tomorrow. It's going to snow, and then I'm going to die. wasn't snowing at the time. Then it starts snowing, and he dies. Then this guy tells his students, I'll show you in seven days. They don't believe it. They ignore it. They, or they, you know, they, they kind of guffaw at it. But he does it. And that's inherently absurd. Like, yeah. to even consider the possibility that you could do the very thing you just told a story about is inherently absurd. I also wonder, it reminded me a little bit of, uh, for some reason when I was reading it, I thought of Jesus' words where he says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. We've always, I mean, he kept pointing to like, like, I'm going to die. Yeah. Like, yeah. really soon. Like, we're going to go to Jerusalem and I'm done. Like, Jesus. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And I almost wonder if there's just a, if it's a similar, if Jesus was doing That's a similar thing. We've always, intemp- we've always interpreted that, oh, Jesus is going to heaven. He's building me a house. No, f- I mean, come on. Like, there's got to be something deeper than just that going on in what he's saying. So, like, I I just wonder if Jesus was, was pointing to sort of the the natural absurdity to our existence, too. Like, trying to get people to go... Dude, this is nuts. Like, look around you. We're here. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that alone in itself is insane. You're here. I mean, I think even even Rob Bell talked about that when we interviewed him. Like, like we're here. Yeah. That's, I know shit sucks right now. Like, there's a lot of shit going wrong, but we're here. Mm-hmm. Like, you woke up this morning. I, I mean, I, you, I mean, come on. Anybody that's listened to this podcast for more than about two episodes knows that me personally, I struggle with that more. I don't even think it's an optimistic view of life, but just a, a more a, a struggles with that sense of wonder of just, yeah, man, I woke up today and Michael, you woke up to you're here. Yeah. And Matt, you woke up, you're here. Mm-hmm. And we went and worked these jobs today and then we came home and like, we're doing this thing and there's, we're talking into a, a metal thing that is broadcasting a signal to something like, yeah, what the, that is it. it, Weirdly, it's going to, I'm going to use a Keith Green song. Go for Um, it. uh, I wish we'd all. Oh, that was Larry, uh, Larry Norman. Sorry. Um, How can we be so dead when we've been so well fed is the line. And he's talking about like biblical things, but it fits in this context of how can we be so numb to the reality of wonder when, it's all around us. Yeah. It is, we're literally surrounded by wonder. Yeah. There's a fucking kayak right over there. <laughs> Two of them. Like, people made that. Yeah. It's insane. Um, so we get in metal tubes and hurtle through the sky. How yeah, freaking crazy Yeah, I'm doing that, that soon. Like, like that, does, that, that makes oh, no sense. Oh, somebody's listening to this high. But you even, really but even, but high. I think that, I think what's interesting, it's interesting that you mentioned that because... I've never done psychedelics, but like that's the experience everybody says they have, especially on like mushrooms. Is like you get the this sense of like you're connected to everything. everything's a fucking yeah, yeah. illusion. Like you're yeah. just everything is one, everything's connected. None of this belongs here. Yeah, a- and every- yet it all belongs here. Like there's just some weird ass like. I every- mean, it, everything yeah. that we know, everything that we experience, time. All your loved ones, it all is in a very, very, very small dot yeah. surrounded by infinity. Yep. It's 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 in a dot. It's encapsulated by infinity. Eventually, this world's going to fucking end. 
and when the sun explodes. there will be nothing, nothing after that. Yeah. Um, or it will recycle and find some new life. Some like who the fuck knows? Yeah, right. But for all that we can see, it's it's all contained in that little dot. Um, I so like. I was thinking about this, this, this koan last night and, and was just talking to Sarah about it. And I wrote down a bunch of notes as we were talking and I went back and read it and I'm like, man, it feels like I was stoned when I read that because <laughs> it was just crazy. So here, here's, here's a thought and it's just, it may make no sense. I'm going to read it because it might, um, we cannot predict the future because the future does not exist. There is, is only and always present. We can only project. Of course, he knows when he dies because he died in the present. Oh, he died in the yeah, dot. That's interesting. So he was fully. What if he knew when he was going to die because he could sit outside of himself and see the trajectory of where he was going? Yeah. And I've also heard the argument <laughs> that there's no present because our brains take a certain time to process. Like our, the information that we see and that we hear takes time to get to our brains. And it's a, it's a small. It's window. already gone. Yeah, that moment's already gone. Like what you just said. What you're as saying. I'm, as I'm listening to it, there is a there is a split second where there is a, there is a gap essentially from what my ear hears and what my eyes see to what my brain registers. So technically, all I'm seeing is the past, and all I'm hearing is the past. Yeah, and, and every every. There is no past either because it's gone. Like you can't show me what happened then. Here's another thing I, I wrote. So basically, nothing exists. So, um, <laughs> so I mean, we, that's so well, we actually have I, reached nihilism. Well, the, <laughs> no, the interesting thing is there. There's a. Uh, I mean, there's, there's a branch of there's a branch of science that claims that like we're already dead. This is just a hologram. Like yeah. it, 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 essentially, like I mean, it, I mean, to to pile onto the absurdity of everything that like everything that we're looking at right now and us included it's literally just like a bunch of empty space that's taken shape yeah because of energy and relationship to one another like it's a bunch of it's a bunch of fucking sugar cube but it's a it is it's a bunch of particle it's a bunch of particles acting in in relationship and so i i sit across from matt and i see matt with a beard and a paps blue ribbon hat and but none of that's actually real because it's all just it's mostly empty space. Like, I mean, but it, it really this, is. This though. table has, ha, you can feel it, but in all reality, it's mostly the space. The only reason you can feel it is because of the energy, energy that is holding it together. Fuck me. I mean, I. Man, we need to smoke weed. No, I need some fucking mushrooms. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so I, I want to talk about something else Sarah and I were talking about last night because this, this blew my mind too. So uh, we were talking about uh, the observer. Uh, in conjunction with something Dr. Hillary McBride said, uh, I think she might have said it on this podcast. I can't remember. Sarah remembered. I, I know. Um, but she said, uh, Hillary said that we could enter into past trauma and be the ones that we needed in that moment hmm. because we still need it because our past trauma, we can enter into that space. Oh, Absolutely. And and tell ourselves what we needed to hear because we still need to hear it now. And you can reshape your memories by being the person that you needed in that moment. So um, if there was one, we, we say things like if there was one thing you could tell yourself when you were five, what would you tell yourself? Right. Why, why can't you tell your 
tell that to your five-year-old self now. You can. Uh, you can enter into that memory and, and say what you needed to hear. And, and I would assume that a lot of therapy is actually doing that. A lot of it is, yeah. A lot of therapy is, is is our adult selves entering into the trauma to tell our younger selves what we needed to hear in that moment. Yeah. I'm not younger. I don't mean childhood, but yeah, it's also almost, adult. It's literally almost like time travel. Like it is fucking time travel. You're entering into that memory. The only proof that you have that it existed, the past, is a memory in your fucking head, and you can enter into that memory and rework it and reshape it, and tell yourselves the things that you needed to hear in that moment. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff I tell my junior high self. Jesus Christ, man, that's crazy. <laughs> Quit yeah. playing with your dinghy. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, we can we can we can give ourselves that's not milk the grace coming out of your penis. That's semen. Oh my god! I don't. Well, let's talk about that. That's fucking absurd. Sex is absurd. I mean, it really is. Like two people coming to literally connecting, literally connecting, mm-hmm. and out of that. There's like a couple of microscopic things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rim shot. Uh, <laughs> insert small penis joke here. Do not um, play the Matt's Ball song. Uh, well, you Do see, not you see, play. Why did you say it? He wasn't even thinking of it. Um, out of that comes pe- other people? That grows inside another person? I mean. I'm Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> introducing Matt's Ball. Matt's balls so small They can't see them when he's naked Matt's balls right, Sorry, you asked for it Are you sorry? No, you're not sorry You asked but for it's, it it's, right. I remember when When Mandy was pregnant with Ezra, our first, our oldest I remember looking at her and being like There's a there's a person in there mm-hmm. like, That I can the see moving Fuck that I yeah, can The see first moving. time I felt him kicking or I could see him roll. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the like you're growing a person. I mean, it's literally it's just it's 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 lunacy. I mean, it yeah. really is. Like when mm-hmm. you you can you can explain to me the scientific processes. Oh, sure. You can explain to me how that works with chromosome splitting and like in multiplying and and You can explain how like, it works, but you can't explain how it works. Yeah, I mean, really though. Yeah. In there's, the same there's a way, level you cannot reach. In the same in thing, in the same thing with something like love, like of all the 7.8 billion people on Earth, why Mandy? Yeah. Why Beth? Why Sarah? Like, mm-hmm. why? What was it about this person? I think the better question is why me. Well, well, but you know what I'm saying. Like, but, but not what I mean is like, like when? How did? Why did it happen? When it happened? How and it I'm, happened? And I'm not. I'm not one of those people that thinks like. What if? What oh, if, I can only fall have fallen in love with one person, but I did. Like, what, what if our spouses were were born a thousand years ago? Right. I mean, sure, we probably have different spouses, but that's crazy that that happened when it. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it, it's it predicated on your parents having sex and her yes. parents having sex, and then all the different at, par- the, at a certain time in time in a certain people sex. moving to a certain place and to this person happened to be here when I was here. Well, like, I mean, there's uh, I mean, humans are just fungus. No, they're fucking not. Yeah. There's so much more yeah. intricacy. Well, in humanity, and I think was it before or after me that mom had a miscarriage. It was. I think it was after you. I think it was after me. So mom I wouldn't had, have, mom has I that wouldn't, baby. But I it wouldn't have exist. existed. It's yes. some guy named Chet, or a girl, or yeah. what? Like some somebody named Karen. 
I mean, and, and, I have a and sister the, named Karen, and that doesn't I even mean, include Matt, Brad and Karen. That kind of, and fits. that doesn't even include that doesn't even include like consciousness. Mm-mm. I mean that's that to me consciousness is the one thing the one mystery to me that science will never explain. No. Yeah. Like you can not, explain it's not a to thing me you can. It's not a thing you can grasp. I mean we are sitting here talking because there's a lump of wrinkled fat inside of our skull with that's just filled with like electricity. Just like, signals. I mean what? I mean signals there's, and blood. It's it's literally I'm almost tripping out right now just thinking about yeah. it. I mean, that's how I felt last night when I was thinking about it. I mean, it just, and I just wonder if in this koan, if he's just like, like he, he says, I, I came from brilliance. I returned to brilliancy. Which, what is this? What, what, is, wanna, what wanna, is this? And you want to affect his fucking tattoo idea. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, what I is infinity he, dot infinity? And he just says, well, what is this? And his, his last thing is just like. But just the symbol. It's yeah. absurd. It's, it's absurd. That's his his last word is just absurdity, mm-hmm. embarrassment, like that all of this exists for n- for nothing. <laughs> that I, all of this exists essentially for no reason at all, but for also no, but also for every reason. But we find meaning in that, and, and that's where I think. Like I, so you told me a while back I was an absurdist and I didn't know it, and you were you were right. Uh, and that's the difference. It, it's like it, it is that step beyond nihilism, yes. the where like nothing matters. And so, therefore, everything matters, yeah. and we find the meaning uh, with within the absurd. We're all pushing a rock up a hill, and it instantly rolls back down, and we and, push it back up. And isn't and so that the, great? Isn't the, that amazing? Yeah, the key in that is to find love. You can, you can. There's two ways to look at that. You can look at that in in depression and desperation, and go, Jesus Christ, we have to just keep pushing this thing up the hill. Or you can look at which I, frankly, in all honesty, I do sometimes. And, or you can look at that and go. But what the like the ultimate key, like Camus' point was the ultimate. What Sisyphus finds is the reason he's happy is because he ultimately finds love. Yeah, like that's the key to him finding meaning and rolling the rock up the hill is to find love and to, and that's what makes him happy doing that menial task. So, yes, in one sense, we are all just dying. We are just pushing a rock up a hill until we die. But at the same time. Look around you and look how amazing that is. A rock exactly, up a hill. Yeah, that's it right there. Yeah. Right now, we're doing it. That's it right there. Yeah, and you know, I, I it, it's funny that like once we when I first read this koan, I was like, man, what the fuck, even. Yeah, and now the more that we've been talking, the more I'm just sort of filled with like it's about absurdity. This po- this koan I'm, is about absurdity. I'm filled man. with more of like a hope. Even even in the midst of whatever the fuck happens in November, there's a stupid fucking debate happening tonight that who gives a shit? It's going to be two old men barking at each other for two hours. Like, who cares? Like, it's in a fucking dot surrounded by like, infinity. And I get that, like, I, I'm trying my best to, like, find some sort of hope and some sort of joy even in the midst of all the shit that... that I mean, this yeah. has been... By all accounts, it's just been a really bad year in a lot of ways. Like yeah. it just has. Like there's been so much unrest. There's a pandemic. There's a a, a really uncertain election. We don't know if we're going to have a democracy at the end of it. Like uh, there's a lot of shit. But at the same time, is can we? Is there a way for us to look at it to just go? Like this is just part of pushing the rock up the hill. And, and do it so w- without a um, 
we don't want to downplay trauma. I mean, no, trauma no, no. is of real. Course. We don't want yes, to downplay the seriousness of, of what's going on in the world around us. That shit is real. It's real. How we engage with that is is what matters. Yep. And you can find meaning in engaging in a in a positive allyship or a positive uh, uh, resistance against those uh, systems in the world that that are meant to alienate other people. Yep. Or you can, um, yeah, yeah. I I I think it's all. You can also be. D- bogged down by that shit yeah and i am you can, a lot you can be bogged it. down by yep. the terrible things mm-hmm. or you can you, i mean i spent a day i spent 15 minutes today at a gas station helping a uh a spanish-speaking man get a taxi because his car broke down because he didn't he needed me to communicate that to the taxi people that where he was at and how to come get him and and uh and, and and where he was going, I don't even know what my point was there. But like, <laughs> how fucking weird is that? It's absurd. You showed up in the moment he needed somebody to show up, and I actually right. Just but did. he had to show up. Like you had, had to, to show actually. Up. And, I had to. Sh- I but had you to also be there. had to respond to that. Yep. I had. You could have just ignored it. I could have just been sorry, man. I'm at work, and I probably should. I mean, inter- I'm not going to tell no, my boss that. No. But but like at the same same point in time, like. We were both there. Yeah, I was, I was helping. We called like three different taxi places while I was at a gas station in Pendleton. <laughs> right. What the fuck? Like, what is that? Yeah. I what mean, there's it? also a way to look. But at it that wouldn't and go, have happened like, if I wasn't there. Right. Yeah. And, and you want like, and obviously there's a way to look at that and go. There's it's just. We live in a, a a universe of chance. There's a way to, oh, but there's sure. also I can also understand why somebody would look at something like that as providence, as there's something directing this, yeah, that put you in that place in that time because you were a person that would respond and help this person. Or is uh, it me with an open hand exactly. or a closed fist? Exactly. What, what is the? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's or is it all three? I, yes. I would say there's there's different ways to look at it, but the reality is that the the end product is the same. Yeah. And I'm willing to accept all three of those conclusions. Yeah, like, and, and you know, I'm okay I mean, with other people accepting them as long as it's not harmful to other people. If you want to believe in a, a God or a creator that that appoints that providence, go for it. If that's what you need to understand ultimate reality, fine. Fine. Yep. Let me ask, right. let me ask you a question. Wrong. Yeah. Since we've talked about trauma and stuff like that, this is a little off topic, but not really. Who cares? What, uh, how old, what age self would you talk to and what would you say to him? And you don't have to mention, you don't have to mention specific, like the specific traumas. Well, I will say, I don't know that I've had a ton of like trauma in my life. I don't know that I've had any real major trauma. You know what I'm saying? Like I've had a, I've lived a pretty charmed life. I mean, I, uh, would you say it's a semi charmed kind of life? (laughs) Indeed. Um, she was laying face down on the mattress. Um, uh, that's from that song. Yeah, I assumed it was. I uh, so I I can't. I don't have like a defining event in my life. Like uh, I I haven't I wasn't abused. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't sexually abused, physically abused. I mean, I think every parent verbally abuses their kids at some point. Like. (laughs) knowingly or unknowingly like yeah. so i could point to stuff like that but like 
so I will say I, I've lived a pretty charmed life where I don't have a lot of that trauma. So I don't, I mean, I mean, maybe as a teenager where I would just awkward phase where I would just be able to, I I wish I could go back and just be like, you're going to be okay, man. Like, yeah, I promise it's just keep, keep pushing the fucking rock up the hill, dude, up the mountain. You're, you're going to be okay. Like Mm -hmm. you're going to go through some shit. I mean, the closest thing I have to trauma would be leaving ministry and everything that went with that and sort of like losing kind of everything that I thought I was supposed to be. Yeah. Or I thought I was going to be. You know what I'm saying? Like I, so, I mean, I I guess in some ways that's trauma. I don't, I don't put that on the same level as like somebody who was physically or sexually abused. Yeah. yeah. But but it is, it is trauma to an extent of it. It affected your self-worth and uh, where you're at mentally now. And, And I think it's crazy. Like we have spent so many years post church to tell ourselves our current and former selves. Um, it's okay. Yeah. It's all right. It's okay. What about you, you, Michael? I don't, I don't know that I have like, I, I don't haven't had a, a, an abundance of trauma. I can think of events of shit that happened. I, I can, I can think of when the day my grandma died and I was in the woods and knowing that something was going on, but not knowing what was going on. I can remember that. Um, I, I, I just think I would tell myself and there are other events where I was more stressed out about the uncertainty. I think I would tell myself that everything's going to be okay. You know? Um, yeah, I don't have any like, hard 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 trauma to really lean back on and i'm really realizing how blessed i am in that yeah that i was pretty protected from shitty people and there were shitty people around and uh i was i was well insulated from experiencing shitty 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 things where people like one degree from me experienced really really shitty things and i was somehow insulated from that yeah i i mean i can think uh, the reason i say teenager is because i I was such a i mean i think all teenagers are to a certain extent but i was so insecure yeah Uh, and so i just and i I, I honestly i think i still am to some degree i mean even at 40 i'm i'm much more secure in who i am now than i was then but like then man god i was just completely insecure as a person. And I guess I could go back to then and just tell myself, you're, you, you're okay. You're, you're okay. You, as you are right you're okay. And you will be okay. You're going to have bad things are going to happen. I mean, it's like for, I always think of that Frederick Beekner Beekner quote, welcome to the world. Beautiful and terrible things will happen. Don't be afraid. Yeah. I mean that. <laughs> I mean, I don't yeah. know that it gets a whole lot better than that. Like, you're gonna have a lot of good things that are gonna happen in your life. You're gonna have a lot of bad things that are gonna happen, but don't be afraid. You're gonna be okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have other events like when my dad had a really bad surgery and he was, you know, kept alive in a in, in a coma 
uh, with a, a respirator on and seeing his chest mechanically uh, breathe for him. Um, or, or the respirator breathe for him. It was, I can't unthink those thoughts. I can't it's, it's get trauma. I mean, Yeah. And in those moments, I would tell myself, hey, it's going to be okay. So even if it wasn't going to be okay, yeah. it's still going to be okay. Yeah. We'll get through this. What yeah. about you? Been thinking about trying how to word it. School wasn't good for me. Um, wasn't fun. Um, Meaning like high school? All middle all school, high all, school? Literally all of it. For well, middle, I mean, college, you were okay. College, I was fine. Till about my senior year in high school, I wasn't okay. Um, junior high was especially hard. I weighed nothing. I was a fucking nerd. I mean, you've probably seen my hair. I mean, I was a fucking nerd. Just a goddamn nerd. I mean... <laughs> Look at his fucking hair. I mean... Not even like a good nerd. No, like a shitty nerd. Just like a wimpy nerd. Yeah, like a it's shitty... It's not like you were into something right. cool said, like no, Star Trek No, it's an utter shitty-haired piss flap. Yeah, I mean, just... I'm like the Pabst Blue Ribbon of nerds. What were like, you just into? A, were you like into baseball? I was into nothing. I mean, I did play sports, but... What but you weren't any good. I wasn't any fucking good at him. So like that was a not that was a non-starter. I'm just imagining you with like baseball cards, that kind of. Nerd. I had baseball cards. Baseball cards. 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 I would tell myself because a lot of my trauma comes from junior high. Um, suck it up, be a man. Nope. Wouldn't say that. Rub some dirt on it. Nope. Wouldn't I say that either. Quit being a pussy. Nope. Take some tea. Nope. Um, Take some tea. Did you mean testosterone? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I think we have our hashtag for the evening. I thought I didn't know if we were going to get to one, but that's that's probably going to be it. I would I would probably say something along the lines of, "They're treating you that way because they're insecure." And yeah, you are not the you are not the sum total. You're not even a a decimal point of what they say you are that um i feel like i'm trying to tell myself that right now do it that your your value this is why i discovered my senior year your value does not come from how other people view you comes from the lord <laughs> you beat it, me it, it. it did it comes from yeah. christ Honest, jesus it did in high school and here's the crazy thing that was really good for you then. yeah it was. it was it was absolutely good for me um i stopped giving a fuck about what i literally yeah. just said i don't care what people think about me at this point i just don't cross cap but just can you look back did you though like you know there, I mean, there that, was there was some part of me at least i think the reason i say that i think it's easy for us as humans to trick ourselves into saying oh sure i don't give a fuck when you really do i mean that's why I, asked I don't know that. because I lived. I tried to live in such a way after that when I finally got that point where I just I did not care whether I was cool or not. I didn't care whether people liked me you that felt much. Like you belonged in a community. Though. I well, I had my youth group. I mean, yeah. that was my community. So like, so school you had, a, had a team. School was just a place I went. I mean, yeah. like, I didn't have a lot of really super great friends. And I mean, I yeah, I had a couple friends in, in high school, but like, um. No, I mean my my community was. I guess I guess once in my community is where I found my value, where I found my worth. Yeah. It's where I found meaning, and so once I had that, and once I once I latched onto that as the as the important thing, then 
Everybody else's opinions didn't mean shit to me. And ironically, I stopped being treated badly. Like, you know, I mean, yeah. And that got less and less as things that people mature, and so it gets less. The bullying gets less and less. But I was bullied. I mean, I, I was bullied in junior high, especially. Kimya Dawson says um, we all become important when we realize our goal should be to figure out our role within the context of the whole. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and, and I did. If we find, and for me that was, and for me that was that was whole. church. That was Christianity. Yeah. I mean, whatever that that role is, in whatever that whole is of of, of all the things I'm indebted to, for uh, indebted to Christianity for, it's that community. It, it was community. It gave me it gave me meaning. It gave me value. It gave me in the midst of all the absurdity. It gave me a thing that was mine. Yeah. That that I was part of. That I was important in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was never important in school. Nobody gave a shit. Nobody would have given a shit if I lived or died in school. Honestly. Mm. I mean, it would have been one of those things like... I would have. Well, Brad would have. Bubby would have cared. Maybe. Bubby, Bubby cared. Like 65%. Um, <laughs> but but nobody, nobody in my class would have... I mean, there would have been... See, I don't think that's true. No, I do think that's... In junior high, that's no, absolutely... I mean, you had some... I could think of... a handful of people right now that would write shit a handful well but still i mean you said nobody i mean that's very few <laughs> they're rednecks it doesn't count anymore <laughs> i mean they'd, they'd eventually they'd be morning they'd be inconsolable for you know, 10 <laughs> right. minutes it'd be a 10 minute period there they'd, they'd be inconsolable, inconsolable. But they'd move on get another clone <laughs> get another replica yeah i don't know i mean that's that's I, I just i mean a lot of my therapy was was focused around my junior high years honestly because that's where a lot of my that's interesting. That's Fucking where a lot time of traveling, man. Telling yourself, yeah, it's okay. That, that's where a lot of it, it. There wasn't anything specifically like that. He talked to your junior high self, but it was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, everything in a sense. That's what you're doing. Yeah, everything that came out was around focused a lot around that time because that was a really. I mean, that's your one of your most formative times. Yeah, is that twelve to fourteen, especially that your tween years. Like that's where you're really like deciding who you're going to be. And when people are bullying you and calling you names and beating the shit out of you. Stamping and, you on the forehead. Yeah, I mean, pushing you into lockers and shit. And, I mean, just, you're just a no, I was just a nobody. Yeah. But then when I had my youth group, I became a somebody because I was connected to something bigger than myself. There you there go. You go. Hmm. Well. Yeah. I don't know. You got anything to wrap that up with? No, I'm good. On it? I think that'll do it. That'll do it. Sure, check my notes. Yeah, I think we're. Okay. What's that? The wrinkled fat in Michael's brain just stopped for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, electrical. The electrical impulse is non-existent there for a second. I just wanted to make sure I had a, everything. I, everything ready. By the way. This might be one of the better Oktoberfests I've ever had. Really? From South Carolina. I almost tried that. I need to. Uh, Edmunds Oast Brewing Company in Charleston. Man, that is. That one you had from them is fucking great. <laughs> uh, the, it's an ale, uh, like a blonde ale yeah, almost. Yeah, with like coconut and vanilla and almond. And, and uh, lactose sugar. That's yeah, great. Yeah, it's oh great. God. It's 916. Yeah. Got any feedback? No five stars. Okay. Uh, Twitter. Really, dude? Do you have to do that every night? It wasn't it was, me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it was me this time. <laughs> sorry. It usually is not. I apologize. Fuck you. <laughs> um, 
pleather for white people at Dave the Explorer. Hi, Dave. <laughs> Heard on Pastors Podcast episode episode two twenty five. Anything you can't question is an idol. Thinking about my evangelical friends and family who will vote for Trump again because he will nominate pro life Supreme Court justices. Yep. Yep. Susan Frazier at Frazier underscore RN. See the problem. Hi, Frazier RN. <laughs> That's a, a great reference. It's a deep cut from, yeah, uh, what is that, Meet the Parents? Yeah. I thought was See like, the problem, Greg RN. At, hot at, salad and scrambled eggs. At Pastors thing. Podcast. Tons of hot content lately, including the latest interview with Real Rob Bell. In an invigorating and encouraging chat that was much needed. Can't wait for the book. Hashtag something about There's just a something wet wipe and a turtleneck. Wet wipe and a turtleneck. <laughs> man, I don't know. Wet wipe and wipe. a turtleneck. Yeah. Gotta wet wipe that turtleneck, man. Uh, Aaron Deanne at Aaron417. 417. 417. Two years ago today is when I started my journey with... <laughs> Sorry. Two years ago... I don't think that's how that goes. It's not. <laughs> two years ago today is when I started my journey with Pastors Podcast. Best decision I've made in the past two years. Met, man, that's a low bar. Boy. Uh, met people I consider family now, and the podcast has helped me so much during my deconstruction. Thanks for accepting me when I need it most. You're welcome. Is that Erin uh, Irwin? Erin Irwin. Irwin. She's Irwin. coming on the uh, on the Turd Talk scene. Oh, nice. Yeah. She's fun. She's great. Um, <laughs> Update from Update Dur- from uh, Tucker Casey. <laughs> he said, fuck me. They turned on the debate at Switchyard. <laughs> then the <laughs> gif of Adam Sandler. Oh, somebody kill me, God, please. Why would anybody want to watch that? Uh, I don't get it. Uh, uh, Darth Bane's receptionist at Romanian Dreamboat. <laughs> Daniel. At Pastor's Podcast. Who cares? In quotes. Real Rob Bell. Hashtag fisting firepower. I don't know. Fisting firepower? Boy, I don't, boy, I don't remember that. I don't either. Uh, I, I, yeah. Pleather for white people. At that Dave was the a Explorer. pretty great moment, though. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, who yeah. cares? Uh, Real Rob Bell said on Pastor's Podcast, episode 236, think about the people who came along at just the right moment. So thanks to MJ Basinger for stalking me on Twitter back in early 2017. Hashtag wet bag of shards. Hashtag wet wipe under your turtleneck. Who's that, Dave? Yeah. Oh, hey, Dave. I love pleather for white people. <laughs> Dave, Dave is a national treasure. Uh, I miss him. <laughs> Dreamcoat David at Knowles underscore TK. Oh, God. What, what podcast. did he write while he was high? Do you think old corner humper Jerry Falwell? Corner humper. Jerry wow. Falwell had to pay extra for a hashtag wet wipe for your turtleneck. Yeah. Uh, once again, I doubt he has a turtleneck. Once again, Dreamcoat David at Knowles underscore TK. Now thinking about it, 45 is in desperate need of a hashtag wet wipe for your turtleneck. I bet the inside looks like desert camo. His is hashtag, all turtleneck. Hashtag will lick my clit, Andy. Oh, my God. I, I, have, a, I have a feeling uh, 45's... Uh, Looks like uh, it's been raptured. It's just a, it's all turtleneck. It's an any. Yeah. Uh, it's all. T- that's that's pretty much it. So yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, get the fuck out of here. Yep. Oh, my computer just restarted. Well, well shit. Hey, what? Yeah, it's gonna update. It's time to I don't know what just happened. Perfect it did it on its own. Did God you? Uh, did, what'd you keep your tags on? What? What'd you keep your hashtags on? It's on my. Well, oh, I'll look on. Is it on notes? It might be. Yeah, I'll look on my notes. Phone. It should show up. Uh, yeah, hold on a minute. Hashtag. In a minute. Smash tag. Hashtag moose fuck Saskatchewan. In a minute. Hashtag. Oh, it's one from last. Oh. What? 
It didn't save them onto my phone. Mm. It should. It should update them. It didn't. Fuck. Oh, wait. Here we go. Yeah, good. Okay. Hashtag. Oh, never mind. Hashtag fall wheel pool bitch. Hashtag. Unlock. Oh, there we go. I got it. Hashtag unlocked the Hulk. Hashtag oh, I did. giving birth in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the sound of a dick going into vagina, that's, apparently. Yep. Uh, like talking to Stephen Hawking? No. Nope. God, you're a terrible person. Hello. Hashtag, that's not milk coming out of your penis. Hashtag a sister named Karen. Hashtag <laughs> the wrinkled fat in Michael's brain. <laughs> Personal favorite, <laughs> and then hashtag it's all turtleneck. Oh, uh, I've got hashtag lick my Cotswold. <laughs> hashtag up the anal. Oh up the anal. well, oh, up the anal canal. Hashtag shitty haired piss flap. <laughs> and then hashtag Bubby cared. Mm. <laughs> all right, it's, I've, it's good to know. I've got putting on the kits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is, taste buds determine what is stirring up inside. What <laughs> the fuck was that? That was something you said. Was it? Taste buds determine what is stirring up inside. I have no Bro, idea. I'll have to re-listen yeah. to the tape wow. on that one. Yeah. Uh, garbage truck parade, <laughs> aka this podcast. Hoshin. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I it was oh that was the, the uh, <laughs> that was from the oh shin. Yeah. yeah. Oh uh, shin. Hashtag that's not milk coming out of your penis. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag Matt, Brad, and Karen. <laughs> and hashtag take some tea. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. What do you got? What do you think, Matt? Um,. Giving birth in reverse, kind of like that. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> I like the wrinkled fat in Michael's brain. I'm, I'm fine with giving birth in reverse. You know what I mean? That's not milk. <laughs> that's not milk. Haven't com- we done something like not that at some com- point? I don't think so. I, I feel like we have. Milk. I feel like that's we've done milk. something a lot like no, that. No, I don't think we have. Okay. Uh, whatever. I mean, I sure. That's moose, not moose milk. fuck Saskatchewan. Who cares? Nobody cares. <laughs> Unlock the Hulk. Nobody cares. <laughs> so what are we doing? That's not milk? Nobody yeah. Cares. All right. Um, okay. 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 If you've listened to this episode in its entirety, hit us up on, on social media at Pastors Podcast. We're on Twitter at Pastors Podcast. At Polly Newman. Nope. At MJ Basinger. We are on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Pastors Podcast. That's where we'll be going live. So make sure you like us on there. Um, yeah. Um, leave us a voicemail. At uh, 484 Pastor. Yes, that's 484 727 8373. You want more hot content? Head on over to patreon.com slash pastors podcast to get uh, bonus content. We've got spin off podcasts, turd talks, pastors community church. Used to be Pins Reconstruction. Stop it. Dude, are well, you doing a book club? Sort of. Yeah, eventually we'll get back to it. I read the next chapter like a month ago. Yeah. As soon as our goddamn weekends will stop being insane. Oh, I know. Yeah. God. So. Yeah. By the way, I just looked at our. For the first time in forever, I looked at our 
10 most downloaded episodes, three of them are Hillary. Yeah, I can believe that. Third, eighth, and tenth. Yeah, I can believe that. Yep. She's pretty awesome. (laughs) I'm an ideas man, Michael. I think I proved that with (laughs) Mountain. Wow. That was easy. Otis Arungus would want it that way. (laughs) Hope somebody was doing drugs when I listened to this. (laughs) 